Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going? Good. People can't see it, but I saw a look in your eyes, and maybe it's your skill as an actor, but you look genuinely surprised to see me. (laughs) It's not like we've been talking for a few minutes before I hit record. Not at all. I just I, I logged in just as you introduced the guest. It was a happy accident that it was me. You arrive fashionably late to all the recordings these days. I, it's gone to your head. It, the fame has gotten to me. Uh, also, mm. it's weird that this is the time I'm fashionably late when we can do it literally any time in the world. <laughs> exactly. Um, what I will say is, you've seen me. I'm a tired boy today. You're in bed. And so, before recording, I have drank a Baraka, and now I have a cup of coffee here in my Hero Zero mug. Not riffing my own merch or anything. But, Sean, I feel like (laughs) this is either going to go one of two ways. Either I'm going to be absolutely through the roof excited about almost everything, or about halfway through, you will see a very, very sad Connor. (laughs) Oh, it'll be a Craven the Hunter all over again. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so, Sean, this is weird news. What do we do here? You have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world. You're about to read them all out to me, a man that you do not let on the internet for fear that it will quote-unquote corrupt me. <laughs> You're the purest soul I know. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm pure innocence. People know that about me. That's a fact. <laughs> and you're fucking class. You're uh, absolutely fucking... I'm a sound bastard. Like. <laughs> Um, so, Sean, we are starting this week with a, with a story that captured my love and attention almost immediately, oh. just upon seeing a headline. And what you'll find out very quickly why, because here it is. Man who tried to fight grizzly bear in National Park fined $4,000. <laughs> 
it's a thinker, but there's there's an element there that like he picked the fight. <laughs> yes, he came ready he went to, to fight. He went to a bear's turf and started just like talking shit. And, and the bear isn't going to expect that because like that's the bear's turf, and so you're not thinking I'm probably going to get challenged to a fight today. True, and certainly not by the humans that have been trained to fear me, the bear. <laughs> I think the judge said it best. When an individual creates this kind of dangerous situation with a bear, when they charge at him, when they throw rocks at him, <laughs> and when they cause him to run at them and then run away, it causes a massive danger to humans and the public in general. But that's exactly what happened a few years ago with Devin Mustang, 35, who got out of his truck shirtless and began shouting at the young grizzly while in a boxing stance before... <laughs> according to eyewitnesses. So he, he wasn't just picking a fight with a bear. He was picking a fight with, like, a bear cub. Like a child. Yeah. But no, was it a child or, like, a teenage bear? Because, like, a teenage boy bear, they've got to be angsty. They're going to come at him. That is true. But, but like, I feel like a teenage bear and maybe I'm transposing my own idea of teenagers onto this bear, would be too depressed to do anything. Uh, <laughs> which I think says more about me than Leave the bear. Leave me alone. <laughs> Little emo bear with a side fringe. That would be amazing. <laughs> Coming right across one eye. You don't understand me, mom. <laughs> and so, look, when, when the man gets out of his truck in bear territory... He's either the most yeah. knowledgeable person about bears in the world, or he knows nothing about bears. I think it signifies to me that he drove there with the idea, like he drove there with the goal. With the so express when he left his home, a bear. Yeah, he left his home thinking today's the day. I have been training for this. And do, do you like the logic of boxing as the natural fighting style to use against a bear? I don't think a bear has the capabilities to start throwing punches. But I think if he throws a slap, I think it's game over. I, I, that's the thing. If you get one hit by a bear, you're done. Yeah, it's not like it's a bitch slap. If A bear will bitch slap you to death. That's, <laughs> that's true. And a bear, a, bear, a bear will bite. Like, a bear will fight dirty is the thing. Like, there's no, there's no gentleman's agreement in this fight. <laughs> Nothing below the waist. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so it says that he was caught on camera by a couple of nearby photographers who were taking pictures of the lone grazing grizzly bear. So the bear was just minding his own business. <laughs> this lunatic just starts throwing rocks at The bear is just having a graze, minding his own business. This lunatic comes out shirtless out of his truck. Come on, fucking bear, this is the time. You think you're cool? This might be like, the, like if you studied the bear's thoughts in that moment, it might be the closest an animal has ever gotten to a human because I guarantee whatever way that bear thinks, in bear language, he was saying, what the fuck is that? <laughs> Is this is this for real? He's like looking around like there's nobody else here, but is this guy for real? Like throwing the one tub up pointed out. Surely he's not actually gonna fight me. Well and what are the odds like the day you do like something incredibly stupid and illegal, there's just some local photographers hanging around. <laughs> 
So after two missed court dates, the case finally came to trial uh, this week as Judge George Gassler fi- uh, found the man, Saskatchewan man, and guilty and he imposed a $4,000 fine. And the judge said, it is abundantly clear that this is a disturbance of a grizzly bear. And I find Mr. Mitsuing very guilty, <laughs> said the judge. So while Mitsuing was at the courthouse before the doors officially opened, he apparently left to run errands and grab some food, resulting in in his absence from the morning trial. (laughs) This man is an absolute disaster. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they had to call witnesses to the stand during the trial. Uh, One of them was a photographer called Thomas Murray O'Neill and said that they had been taking pictures of the bear and he said, we were on the other side of the highway when a truck pulled up and two gentlemen got out, started yelling at the bear and throwing rocks in the general vicinity of the bear, but he didn't hit the bear. Then he took off his shirt and got in a boxing stance and started saying, come on, then, come on, then. And the, and the bear didn't, was the bear the bigger man in the scenario and just walked away? The, the bear put the two hands up, the two paws and was like, nah, man. There's not, nothing for me here. I don't want any trouble. I don't want this. This isn't, yeah. this isn't my fight. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want any trouble. His friends um, are like pulling the back being like, he's not worth it. He's not worth it. The, the photographer watched Mitsuing shirtless yell and taunt the young, young grizzly for approximately 10 minutes. <laughs> That's... That, he wants this fight to happen. That's a lot of taunting. That's a lot. I don't think I, I can barely do this show for ten minutes at a time. No, I every episode an hour. Um, <laughs> but I'm, have you ever? I am gasping at the end of it. <laughs> I, I mean, have you ever tried to do like one of those talking games where you talk for five minutes straight? But imagine if it was taunting, like. If you're taunted for 10 minutes straight to anyone or anything, you're repeating yourself after two minutes. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm under no illusions that, like, this was the most eloquent kind of, like, Shakespearean insult. Mm. Like, this man was just saying, ah, you're shit bear, you're such a shit bear. Oh, if all bears were like you, all bears would be shit. Like, that's the level. By the time you get to, like, the seventh minute, he's just out of ideas. And he's like, and and I don't like your paws, and and I hate the fact that you love picnic baskets. Um, What the fuck else do I do? And you're a bear. Oh, I I, I said that already. Uh, Ten minutes, he stood shirtless, ready to punch a bear after throwing rocks at it to get its attention but the bear did not bite and and he would not come near him the bear the the bear i'm telling you is like an upstanding citizen who knows this is beneath me you know i'm not a fighter yeah i'm a bear lover <laughs> uh but well, not a human lover no not anymore uh who gets the four grant um who i suppose the <laughs> I was going to say the National Park, but I know where your brain is, yeah. and you think they're going to give this four grand to the bear, don't I think you? We, I think this, we have a new story next week about uh, the richest bear a in the world. A gold chain wearing <laughs> hip-hop star. He's become a rap, a rap artist. <laughs> it's the only logical next step. I like how you knew exactly where my mind went there, because mm. like, yeah. 4,000 euro, it's a fairly small purse for a bear fight. But if you're the bear who didn't have to do any fighting, you just get handed four grand. You're sorted. You're set for your bear life. Now, 
Now, can I give you Mitsuing's uh, defense? Yeah. So remember, <laughs> remember, he. <laughs> so where he's gone wrong is he's turned up to the one part of the park that is full of photographers. Yeah. Now I would say photos are pretty bad for you know just evidence stuff like that. Oh no, they're great um, for evidence, Connor. <laughs> Yeah, but not against you. Oh, I would yeah, say if sorry. there's a photograph, it's probably going to work against him. So he's turned up in the one area riddled with photographers shooting this bear. He's gotten out of his car for 10 minutes, stood in the open, shouting obscenities at the bear, getting it to try to fight him. But his response was that, I was just trying to get a picture with the bear. I was just fucking around. I thought it was a brown bear, said Mitsuing. How is that better? Okay, look, we've we've established on this show the rule with bears. That brown bears, you just, like, chill out and just let them attack you. They'll get bored. A black bear, uh, like, shield your neck because he'll go in for the kill. And a grizzly bear, you're probably fucked anyway. So I think all of them, you're probably fucked anyway. Yeah, but, like, well, clearly not. This man survived a grizzly bear. Poo. He didn't survive. He didn't just survive. He thrived. He thrived. That's true. But uh, now, to be fair, it was a grizzly bear that posed no threat to him, and he sought out. Uh, and what happened was he went to run at the grizzly bear, and then the grizzly bear ran off. So the grizzly bear was not harmed in any way. But he was just like, he just must have just been eating grass, looking at him, <laughs> while this man was shouting at him. Oh, he was shaking for days. Like he was, he was a pure wreck afterwards. All the other bears were trying to calm him down. They had him wrapped in a big like. Blanket. He was sipping some tea. He was, he was sipping some tea, and he's like, he just came out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't even know what happened. Uh, it's it's a heavy burden to bear. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> the look in your face was like I've cracked comedy. <laughs> I missed when we did this over the phone. I never got comments like that. <laughs> um, Toward the end of the recording, Mitsuing asked where he was. This is the recording of the actual fight. Remember that he said he was just taking a photo and was not trying to fight the bear. Yeah. Um, he was told he was in British Columbia. He then swore. The warden asked where he was going and Mitsuing replied, I don't know. I was trying to go golfing. So his story was he was taking a photo of the bear. He was accidentally there because he was trying to go golfing and he definitely didn't throw any rocks even though there's definitely video evidence of him throwing rocks. Well, to be fair, he shouted four before he threw them. So the golfing thing kind of checks out. Yeah, he was like, par! <laughs> Par, You're gonna get bear. Eagle. <laughs> eagle, bear, same thing, birdie, bear. That's it. Like it's it's just golf. Like that. Those. That's a new golf term. Is when you use a rock instead of a ball. Where do you, what do you think uh, his logic is here? Do you think maybe oh, that logic? This, yeah. In terms of this man, do you feel like maybe? Will we see him again? Will he just turn up in separate areas, ra- randomly challenging different animals? I th- yeah, I think instead of like finding him four grand, you should give him the option of he can fight one animal. And no, he has to fight that grizzly bear's like dad or mom. <laughs> His guardian. <laughs> yeah, he has to fight the guardian of that bear in in a circle, and every all the guards will all just be around them. I think that that's a fair fight. Because he was clearly willing to do it in the grizzly bear's turf. So in a controlled environment, 
It's it's even more odds in his favour in that sense. <laughs> they, do it, they do it underwater. Nobody's terrified. No, Both no of them out of sorts. <laughs> Nobody can breathe. The bear just doesn't know what's going on at this point. <laughs> um, so we're going to move on to a mystery. And Ooh. normally, um, I'm going to say the first three words of this headline, and I guarantee you won't know where this goes, because I have Mystery Tree Beast. Oh. Turns out to be... Hmm. Crossant. <laughs> I, oh, this is one of those stories that did make its way through to me this week, but I didn't click on it, because I thought it might come up. When animal welfare officers received a report of an unusual animal lurking in a tree in the Polish city of Krakow, they were not sure what to expect. People aren't opening their windows because they're afraid it will go into their house, the woman reportedly said. But a visit to the area showed the creature in question was not a bird or even a reptile, but actually just a croissant hanging from the tree. (laughs) Which, that raises further questions, if anything. How big is the croissant? How big is the croissant? Who leaves the croissant in a tree? How did it get there? <laughs> what was the story behind it? Nobody's ever looked at a croissant and went, fuck this croissant and thrown it into a tree. That's it, yeah. yeah. Like a whole croissant. <laughs> like an untouched yeah. croissant. And it's really big. Have you seen the picture of it? I haven't. Can I get it there? Will, will yes, there be a picture? it's... If I just Google it's a croissant, really big croissant. In terms of croissants, I would say, oh, that's big on my level. You know, I've had some big croissants. I was actually, this is, mm. while I'm Googling this, I'll tell the story. I was doing a diet this time last year. Fuck lot of good that did me, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and I, I wasn't allowed to have bread. And for about a month, I was just craving a croissant. And then I got yeah, one. Yeah, but I talked, we talked to you about that. And you said, yeah, I've given up food. <laughs> and I was like, it's not going to work. <laughs> And I was like, look, it did work, but then, like, the lockdown happened, and I <laughs> put on a stone naff. Mm. Anyway, yeah. to be fair, it does look like a big caterpillar. I'll give it that. That's <laughs> still too big for any sensible croissant. Isn't it? I think that's the real story. Who's eating that croissant? The only danger there is to your arteries, I would say. Because the amount of butter involved in that. Unless you drop it accidentally on your child or dead. If that croissant lands on a child, it's game over. No, it's very flaky pastry. It's very doesn't weigh that oh. much, Connor. You'd think, but look at the size of it, Sean. The dynamics of the whole thing would be off. That's true. It'll be like a boomerang. It'll hit the child once and then come around and hit it again. <laughs> Um, writing on Facebook the organisation said its officers had asked a desperate caller whether the unidentified animal which had been in the tree for two days could be a bird of prey the woman responded that it looked more like a lagoon similar to Laguna Polish for lagoon wow we could have figured that out that's the most helpful thing I've ever heard (laughs) who wrote this it looked more like a lagoon similar to a Laguna Polish for lagoon what? What? What is it? Like a laguna? It's an iguana. Ah, oh, okay. But I'm glad they told me three different ways the wrong word. Yeah, and thank you for clearing it up for me. That was really helpful. Uh, 
Although the inspectors knew that it was unlikely that a reptile would survive the cool spring temperatures, they wondered if the animal could have been an unwanted pet abandoned by its owners. Arriving on the scene, however, the inspectors found the headless and limbless object in a lilac tree. A pastry, probably thrown out of the window to feed birds. (laughs) Why? Who would... Oh, oh, maybe it was a stale croissant and they decided to get rid of it. But I... I Even dead... You would make cross I mean, on French toast, if anything. You're you're throwing a croissant out the window. Who's throwing croissants out the window? <laughs> that yeah, yeah. Why would you, you don't throw things out your window? Surely that's <laughs> like that's no, the real crime. Number two, no matter how stale a croissant is, I'm looking at it thinking it's probably better than a normal piece of bread, though. Still oh, have the croissant. Much better than a normal piece of bread. Yeah. yeah. Put put that in the microwave, glass of water beside it. That'll moisturise right off your sorted. <laughs> Hydrate your croissants. <laughs> it's our public service announcement. Guys, seriously, you gotta have those croissants under the tap. Otherwise it's ridiculous. <laughs> what you do, you, you just dip it into the bath, right? Then you wring it out and put it on the yeah. washing line. Four hours later, that will be the most delicious croissant you've ever eaten. And yeah, so what you'll get sick. But so what you shouldn't have put the bubbles in the bath. But look, we've all made mistakes, lads. The croissant didn't need to relax. (laughs) No, (laughs) he set a few candles. (laughs) Right, I'll be back in an hour, croissant. Just pour a glass. You remind yourself. (laughs) Be fucking good, huh? (laughs) Be good. um, Um, So we've solved we've solved the mystery of the tree beast, Sean. Yeah, and what look, what a mystery it was. I can't wait till we find like uh, a baguette on top of a castle or something like that would be oh, the I'm, next I'm thinking, step up y- yeah i think we should go all out that somebody definitely has taught some sort of pastry was an alien before and i want to know that story yeah like okay what's the most alien looking pastry croissant is up there i will say <laughs> what's the most alien looking pastry <laughs> okay let's have a real deep think about this jammed on um, how so? Looks like an egg sack. It does. It does. And it's full of shit. It's full of... It is full of shit. Like. You, you're from the 1920s and you cut open a jam donut. You were having a fucking heart attack, mate. <laughs> jam or cream? I think cream would put you off more. Oh, cream, oh, cream would put you off more. Because jam right. is a bit thicker. Tab is a bit thicker, whereas cream, you cut into it, it could go fucking everywhere. That, yeah, there's an element of surprise. It'd be like aliens when it bursts out of your chest, but it's a cream donut. The exact same. The ex- I think this is an alien remake we could do. The exact same principle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we're going to move on, Sean, to a Taiwanese man who decided that love wasn't for him, and then was for him, and then wasn't for him, and then was for him, and then wasn't for him. And it was for him because I have Taiwanese man marries woman four times, divorces her three times, just to enjoy thirty-two days of marriage leave. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it, his employer will give him time off work if he's just gotten married. Exactly. So, what do you do? You remarry the same woman four times. It's actually a foolproof system. I mean, is it? Like eventually, after the second time of going, yeah, I've gotten married. This like this is the second time in about six months. The uh, the boss must be thinking, this guy's a bit sus. What's going on here? That's true. So there are a couple of options here. Maybe 
he changes jobs every year, but he specifically seeks out jobs that have this rule. Another option, mm. he changes bosses every year. <laughs> he makes the old boss so exacerbated with him that he just makes him quit. Uh, or he just he's, he's not friends with anyone at work. <laughs> he doesn't tell him. So a, ma- a Taiwanese man <clears throat> has taken the extreme measure of marrying his wife four times and divorcing her three times just to enjoy 32 days of marriage leave. Taiwan's Apple Daily reported that the man who works at a bank initially got married in April of last year and applied for eight days of leave. At the end of that leave, he divorced his wife before remarrying her the very next day. <laughs> ah, yes, I was hoping he did it this way. <laughs> the man continued with that arrangement, where he remarried her four times after three divorces, allowing him to enjoy a total of 32 days in a row of pure leave. <laughs> Just a month off. For nothing. Well, it probably cost him a bit to get all those divorces and marriages put through. I mean, we don't know what in in um, we don't know the price of in Taiwan, but I'm assuming it might be less. I'd say just to get a divorce would it be that much? I don't. I, I, look, I, I don't want to Google how much does divorce cost. It's a very specific area of Google. It is. It is, and like it's gonna fuck my cookies for the next month, but. It, Incognito mode, here we go. <laughs> here we go, yeah. How much does divorce cost? <laughs> <Custom> Taiwan! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get a divorce in Ireland. Let's have a look at Taiwan. Yeah. No, fuck Ireland. I'm moving to Taiwan. What happens if I fall out of love? Uh, how much will it cost me to divorce my wife? <laughs> There's another article. You have to be insane to get a divorce in Taiwan. What is happening ah, here? Ah, for God's sake! Uh, oh, this is a lot. Oh, someone's citing legal documents. Oh, oh you're shit crack. no! Don't be citing anything. Negotiate. Uh, my, my advice is to negotiate directly with your wife and somehow come to an agreement for terms of divorce. <laughs> Jesus, thanks. <laughs> Man, uh, Yahoo answers disappearing is the worst thing that's ever happened to the planet. I think that would have had this in seconds. We would have had that before we even finished the first word. It would have put the whole, the banter segment of the story would have gone downhill because it would have just been so easy to answer. Uh, I still don't know. I still don't know how much it is. The man's employer, however, only approved his first marriage leave shot. So ah. unhappy that only the first marriage leave was approved, the man filed a complaint against his employer for not abiding with Taiwan's labour laws. So under Article 2 of Taiwan's le- regulations of leave, says a worker shall be entitled to eight days of wedding leave with pay while they get married. Um, so investigations into the Bureau later found the bank had indeed violated the rule and fined him $20,000, right? What? He got away Which is, with it. Hang on. Taiwanese dollars. So I think it was like a thousand dollars actually. Unhappy with the fine, the bank submitted an appeal and pointed out that the man was manipulating the system as he married the same woman in succession. Despite the agreeing what the man did was unethical, the Bureau upheld the very the previous ruling. I mean, and so he got away with it. Like yeah, like ethically, not great. But they never said you can't, is the thing. 
they, they lit, the bureau literally looked at him and went, ah, he's a fucking rogue. But my God, do we love him. <laughs> Fair fucks. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, look, it's not great to do, but it's also technically allowed. <laughs> That we 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 just hate him, but we can't do anything to stop him. For there, God's sake! There's probably a load of people in that bank now, just being like, "Hey, hey guess what I heard at work today?" But but like that's an interest. He has to have that discussion with his wife to be like, "Divorce me. I will get married again tomorrow. Trust me. I'm getting a month off." Was there anything specifically he wanted to do in the month off, or does he just not like his job? I'm assuming he just doesn't like his job. Would you take 32 days off your job, Sean? Remember, they're listening. Ah, it's, I would never. I would put more 32 <laughs> days into my job. I'll work <laughs> any day. <laughs> if I could, I'd add 32 days to the calendar just to work a little bit more. Ah, a, I'd make the opposite of a bank holiday where everyone has to work. <laughs> Twice. Twice. <laughs> double the shift. <laughs> I, I Look, instead of double time, lads, what about half time? Huh? <laughs> I think it'll make us work harder. <laughs> I think guys will be like, yeah, we got to do more hours. I don't think anyone from my work actually listens to this, which is probably okay. good. Because the sarcasm for the best. is thin. <laughs> yeah. um, so what, are you... On board with this man's grand plan of marrying and divorce, or against it? I'm look. We've said a lot of times on this podcast we love a bit of shithousery. we love a bit of devilment, mm. and this is exactly that because no one's getting hurt except for a bank, and they're the man anyway. So you know, yeah, punk. So you're saying you're saying fuck the system, down with police, bring in communism. That's what you're saying. Absolutely, comrade. <laughs> Um, okay, <laughs> moving on. Um, I hope your work is listening. <laughs> you're, gonna st- you're just going to send him an email. It's like, hey, I found something you guys might be interested in. <laughs> hey, do you know this guy? Question mark. <laughs> no, um, we do not. <laughs> so, our next story is, Teeth brings two kids along while robbing Queen's frozen yoghurt shop just for toppings and not yoghurt. <laughs> Wait. Wait, he brought him along for the toppings, or he robbed just the toppings? He robbed just the toppings. It, it's a she. She robbed just the toppings. She went through the trouble of bringing the two kids along to the robbery, and then was just like, fuck it, we'll just take some toppings. Right. We, oh, so we're not settling for cash or anything like that. It's just, oh, some sprinkles, no. few chocolate buttons. Ice cream shops have gotten too much, by the way. How but do you feel about that? <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> So, I felt like a terrorist. Go on. You, you did. Go on, Sean. Tell us about the issue. Uh, <laughs> so, like, ice cream used to be simple. You know, you had three different colours of syrup on yeah. on your soft serve 99 ice cream. Strawberry, chocolate, green. No, blue. Blue. There was a green one. There was a green one as well. So four. A bit of apple. Apple wouldn't go straight. Apple, look, the affluent north. But what we had to have happen then was we would put either sprinkles or a flake into it if you're in Ireland which at that point you're still like it's not a lot but it, it's it's getting up it's getting up yeah like that's a bit of excess and then now like I had like fizzy cola bottles on an ice cream one time <laughs> and it's you're just putting shit on it for no reason at that point and they get cold <laughs> I they love- get really cold <laughs> yeah I love fizzy cola bottles I love ice cream 
don't stick them together because I'm eating the cola bottles going, my teeth are sensitive. I'm hurting my own teeth. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You're simultaneously getting like brain freeze, sore teeth and they're sour. (laughs) It's too much. (laughs) I I actually... (laughs) I'm really pumped up about this. But actually I agree because a few weeks ago I got ice cream and it had like... I got like um, white chocolate buttons in it. Right, okay. Okay, so so far so good. Yeah. But then, I normally get a strawberry sauce. So I just randomly said, oh yeah, throw a strawberry sauce on there. Not considering, the white buttons don't go with the strawberry sauce shot. They don't so go with the strawberry sauce. I'm after eating this ice cream. That tastes ridiculous. I've ruined both the sauce and the chocolate in one single go. And I just, I ended up basically just giving up. I, just, I, threw, I threw it to the side and I said, no more. I can't have that. I vomited over everyone else in the queue. It was it was bad, like. No, I get that, though. Like, the syrup and the chocolate there sounds very, very, very sweet. Yeah. On top it of It was a mistake cream. on my part. It was, it was a mistake on my part. I will say that. But don't offer it to me if they don't go together. That's, yeah, like, yeah. You need, like, a list of acceptable combos for ice cream. Assume that I'm an idiot and tell me what to get. That's a, like, even, I look, and this is more on me, I get confused by Ben and Jerry's sometimes. I don't know what the fuck I'm eating mm. half the time when I'm having some Ben and Jerry's. Ha- yeah, they're all just random names. Yeah, it's ra- fish food. What's in that? Caramel or something. I don't know. Yeah. Fucking it's chewy. I don't give a fuck getting into you. I do like the Netflix one, though. It's got peanut butter and pretzels in it. Oh, right. I, I have no idea. No, right. It's, it's, look, it's a salty treat. Okay, you, you can't trust me. I'm a man who eats white chocolate buttons and strawberries. You've lost sauce. all credibility for the rest of your life. That's true. <laughs> My ice cream credibility has gone down the drain. Oh, just like even um, your political campaign. This is going to play into it. <laughs> I'm running for president. <laughs> You're like, you didn't murder anyone or do anything bad, but do you remember that time he ordered that one ice cream and he panicked? I respectfully withdraw. <laughs> Um, so Sean, the break it occurred oh, yeah, in sure. Glendale. <laughs> the break it occurred in Glendale around eleven p.m. So at eleven p.m., uh, according to police, surveillance video shows a man break the window. Oh, sorry, it wasn't bad. I do apologise. No, break the window as one me. of the children shines a light from what appears to be a cell phone. At some point, <laughs> the robber grabs something from inside, and the tree take off moments later. So what I like about that: the kid has taken initiative. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. I, have, I have a light on my phone. This would help. I'm helping dad. Look, <laughs> unless it wasn't the dad. <laughs> no, it's it's not called helping dad. It's called abetting a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the lawyer talking to him. And he's like, no, he said I was just helping him out. He couldn't see. No, ah, but again, he was doing crime at the time. So Ralph, who um, Ralph owns the store, uh, Samantha Cad and her husband Ralph, uh, since 2016, and she said, "What's the point of doing something like this? It's really just disturbing. They didn't steal anything other than some sprinkles and some flakes." So oh, so just like, I was thinking they went into the back and they got all the toppings. Uh, no, so they were literally into the window. So they break the window, right. and he literally reaches in an arm and just starts taking shit off all the sprinkles and stuff. How much sprinkles can you eat just, like, by the handful? I think by the handful you're looking at maybe two before you start feeling very sick. 
that's it and yeah and that's for like a kid's metabolism where you're like i'll eat anything it's okay i would i i would struggle with the amount of sprinkles that come on an ice cream i said no cash was taken and no frozen yogurt was stolen either but i would have been more impressed if it's stolen frozen yogurt because that has melted by the time you get back that is yeah unless they like they just brought like a big bucket and like pulled the handle of the machine and just filled it so he he goes to rob this place, turns up, goes through the trouble of getting his child to like use the light or the torch on the phone, breaks in, and the very, very small reward he has is some candy and some cake decorations that were right inside the window, and then is like, quick, scatter, we have what we came for, kids. Mission accomplished, boys. <laughs> Back to base, <laughs> and we'll think up a new plan. It's not the biggest heist in the world, but it's one of the most successful heists we've ever had on the show. Um, They talked to Cad, by the way, and she said, you're trying to break in to steal what? From a frozen yoghurt store? Some candy or some yoghurt? Bring the kids back. We'll gladly give them something for free. (laughs) Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Unless it's a sting and they're trying to catch him. Like, I don't understand the logic of robbing the frozen yogurt store. Because I'm assuming you're looking for, if you're going to go for sweets, frozen yogurt is a terrible thing to steal. There's no keeping that at all. No, it's one of the most time-sensitive treats. Like, it'd be like stealing a block of ice. (laughs) And you're just like, fuck, we better sell this on quick. (laughs) Otherwise we're fucked. We're burning money here. <laughs> um, so, do you feel like this was the greatest... Does this have an Ocean's Eleven type vibe? Like, is it a great criminal? Or are we talking maybe... He's out with the kids. And they're annoying him. And he says, right, I'll get you some sprinkles. Or they're like, we want frozen yoghurt. The frozen yoghurt store is closed. It's 11pm. Well, we still want some frozen yoghurt. Right, hold my fucking phone. Yeah. We're going to sort this out right now. I'd, I I would put it at maybe an Ocean's five and a half. Uh, okay. You know, like, there was a plan. Uh, this, great plan. Low stakes, I think, is the issue here. Like, dream bigger. You know? <laughs> great plan. <laughs> and it, it was an Ocean's tree, to be fair. He turned up a tree in him. Uh, that's true. Oh, yeah, that's why it's called Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> he's, and he's been making the little kid train for months trying to fold himself up into a suitcase. <laughs> no, I swear, we're going to need you to do this. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, Had it. watch your brother now, this will be hilarious. <laughs> All right, get in the suitcase, get in the suitcase. <laughs> and, and, and the other one is like dropping from a wire from the ceiling. <laughs> he's like, Tim, we don't actually need you to do that, but James, I thought it'd be funny if I got you to do it. <laughs> right, Tim, we're going to head on. See you later. <laughs> And he's just hanging a metre below. The lasers, Tim. Watch the lasers. Dad, why would there be lasers in a frozen yoghurt store? I was only joking, Tim. I fucking caught you out, though. Fucking, you're a little devil. But that's all right, Dad. Here's some sprinkles. On you go now. Sort yourself out. That's good. That's such a nothing crime. But I, I think they will end up like... There will be some repercussions for that, surely. They'll be banned from the frozen yoghurt place if they find out. Yeah, I suppose. Um, so next I have a maple syrup mishap, Sean. Oh no, it's so, so sticky. Maple syrup, maple syrup mishap is normally something that involves stickiness or something that involves, oh, it's just after getting everywhere. Yeah. But I have maple syrup mishap likely the cause of explosion at Lakefront Home. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, right. <laughs> yes. Did, um, wait, did the syrup explode? Is syrup did flammable? the syrup explode? Oh. Did, did the syrup explode? Oh, you're just taking care um, of that. So, North Bay Fire Platoon Chief Mike Hives reports the damage is extensive, but Mike no Hives injuries were sustained. Industry. Of course he does. <laughs> he's turned up and he's like, oh, what's this? Maple syrup. It's out of my fucking rage, boys. <laughs> Not my Jordan <laughs> Where Where's Johnny B? <laughs> Um, but no injuries were sustained by the two property owners who were at home at the time of the incident. Hive says the early investigation points to a mishap on the street side porch involving a propane burner used for cooking sap for maple syrup. Look, luckily, the homeowners were on the other side of their home when the explosion occurred, in turn catching the whole house on fire. Fuck. You would never yeah. have pancakes again, surely. No, I, the, the risk reward to pancakes is still still pretty even, though. I, I mean, explosion to pancake is, I don't know. I do like a pancake, that is true. But yeah. to be fair, I'm not, like, distilling my own maple syrup. And our, that's true. En route, it came in as a possible house explosion. So they sent out like a massive response. Unseen, it was discovered that they were boiling sap on the porch. And that appears to be how the fire started. And the blast was likely propane related. Either the sap overflowed or the hose let go on the propane tank, which caused the explosion. So they, like, they're just making maple syrup and they blew up half their home. That... Did the syrup survive? Because you would just like keep that forever, surely, like in a, in a bottle. So, like, this is the <laughs> one that me- left us destitute. Yeah, this is the. Yeah, this is the one. This is the reason why we can't eat for months. For now, look. I will have look a drop. That one. <laughs> I go on. I know, honestly. How <laughs> says the homeowner was able to knock down the flames quite a bit with his own hose. Be- Jesus, yes. before the fire crews took off, sir. <laughs> Sir, and there's like a war hose right beside him. <laughs> He's like, everyone step back. <laughs> Shield your eyes. <laughs> Shield your eyes, children. I'm about to see something real cool. <laughs> oh, he's a very, very talented man. Firefighters probed the structure once the flames had been extinguished, searching for flames hidden in the frame of the house. They say the porch is completely destroyed, and dam- and uh, estimated damages in the neighbourhood of eighty thousand dollars for a piece of maple syrup. Oh, and and he like it was probably. I wonder was it like a small operation? Like they just made enough maple syrup for themselves. Their logic being, look, it's cheaper to buy the tree now. And we'll have maple syrup yeah. our entire lives. Uh, and then, <laughs> now that $3 bottle of maple syrup doesn't look so bad. I mean, how would you explain that to somebody like, how did your fire start? Or, oh, why are you not coming into work? Well, I was making some maple syrup and I exploded my own house. Right, you're going to have to go a couple of steps back. <laughs> yeah, look, we were slowly just trying to make some pancakes. I said... I'll get started on the maple syrup because we didn't have any in the press at the time. The cupboard was bare, Sean. The cupboard was bare at the moment. So I said, look, I had the sap. I'll make it myself here. That's absolutely fine. I just happened to use NOS when I was cooking. Not the Cuban NOS. (laughs) Yes. It cooks the sap up real good. (laughs) Gets way hotter way quicker. 
That's not oh, but and then you just left it unattended, right? As like good good maple syrupists do. Do you ever like cooking your own maple syrup has to be a whole other level of just niche. Who's doing that? I don't know, but I kinda want to. I think it's on like it, it's the same level as like Oh, I bake all my own bread, I never buy bread. I think it's that level of self sufficiency. Because it implies mm. that you have land with maple trees on it. Does unless you're you? just chopping down someone else's sap. Oh, you can't chop someone else's sap. That's a rule. No, that's, a that's of, the rule you, of the world. We all know that. Do you know actually? You can cut like it's summer now. Uh, it's coming into summer, so you can like put fucking put a hole in a birch tree, and a shit ton of water will pour out, and you can just drink it. <laughs> this is something I learned recently. It's absolutely class. Sorry, hang on. Yeah. Let's take a few steps back here, Bear Grylls. Alright. What's the story? Okay, so it's summer, right? So I'm in, I'm in the summer heat. I'm I'm parched. You're so par- I am. You're parched. All all that's around you is birch trees. All you have is Why a drill. birch trees? Birch because <laughs> all I have is an electric drill <laughs> that I have fully charged. So uh, the birch tree like it, it soaks in the summer months, it takes all the water up from the ground and it stores it like in the mass of the tree, like in the in the bark and stuff. Uh, so okay. if, you, if you puncture a hole through that, just water will start pouring out of it. Like actual water yeah. you can drink. And you can just fill and up you know a I have very, you know I have very strong fists, so one punch, massive hole in the trunk. That's true. But all, all, there's other ways around it, Connor. If you, I know if we don't all have the, the powerful fists of yourself, uh, you can cut a bit of a branch and then bend the branch down and water will pour out of it like a spout. It's mad. There's no way that's true. Come I'm, I'm going to send you a video later. It's class. <laughs> it's going to make you want to go like out in the woods. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just to get some water. And it's 100% going to be like, whoever we're with is just like, we have water at home. <laughs> yeah, but this is tree water. This is tree water. I came from a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and is it clean? It, 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 yeah, like you can just drink it. it. Like it might be a bit like woody, but it's it's apparently does it need to be treated. No, uh, treated. What? No, it doesn't. Yeah. You can just drink it straight. You can put a straw on the tree if you wanted. The um, no, there's no yeah. way you can just put a straw on a tree. <laughs> Metal straw, you know, just fucking dig it in there. <laughs> Trying to explain that to anyone. Why is that, Bobby? Why is that guy <laughs> drinking that tree? Ah, he's clearly thirsty, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> The um, no, like it's apparently regular water that's a little bit sweet. I mean, you are full of random information today. I know. I've invested heavily in birch trees. I must say. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting my own water business just on birch trees. I'm gonna start selling water. <laughs> but just birch tree water, not normal water. Fuck that shit. Oh, what am I? Some kind of pleb? I'd rather burn down my house yeah. with some maple syrup. Think about it, right? Would you buy the water that's like, it came from the springs and the lakes and the streams and the mountains? It's the clearest water of all time. Or, my random man on the street, this water came from a tree. I'm buying the tree water every day of the week. Absolutely. Mountain water, that's going to be filthy. That's been on stone. Exactly. What's what's filthy? A mountain. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. What, what's clean? Trees. Wood. <laughs> timber. What's your house made of? Wood, exactly. It's clean. It's lovely and clean. Your house is spotless. Have you ever seen a piece of paper in your printer that was dirty? You haven't. It's all coming clean. That's a, yeah. Imagine putting dirt on paper. Wouldn't that be terrible? 
Like it, it's impossible. Trees are always clean. The water from trees is always clean. You're grand. Drink it. It's me talking to my son <laughs> in the future. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got like a whole bottle of Gatorade. Put that down. Put that fucking bottle down and go it over to the tree. I'm going to cut down that Gatorade tree right now. <laughs> Where did you get that? The shop? I'm going to cut down that shop. Now you won't be able to go back there. I'm going to cut down that shop tree. There'll be no more shops for you. <laughs> Dad thinks everything comes in tree form. <laughs> He's, he learned that comedy comes in trees and he took it to heart. Yeah, very good. <laughs> uh, so, Sean, we're moving on to a woman who tried to use a $1 million bill at a dollar store and was surprised when it didn't actually work out for her. Well, there's no way they can give change for that, surely. I think that's the. I think that could be the main issue, that they were just like, look, we just don't have the change to give out to you for this $1 purchase. Yeah, because I remember when I was working in stores, like, the fucking... You come in, like... On a Sunday, and the bank would have been closed, and someone tries to pay with a hundred euro note, and you have four two euro coins in the till, and you're like, mm. I, I can't do that. Come back later. <laughs> <laughs> Um, two women sought to use a $1 million bill to purchase merchandise at a Dollar General store in Tennessee. According to investigators, the duo appeared last Monday morning at the convenience store in Maryville, a Knoxville suburb. Their attempt to use the counterfeit bill was thwarted by uh, uh, one of the owners there. A sheriff's deputy dispatched to the Dollar General for a suspicious incident spoke with Amanda McCormack, who possessed the counterfeit bill. McCormack, who lives about four miles away, um, was accompanied by her relative, Linda Johnson. Linda's a, Linda Johnson's a strong name. It's a strong um, name. That, that's a name that like carries some weight to it. Linda yeah, Johnson. Yeah, that's a principal name. That's that Miss Johnson. Princi- go, see, go into Miss Johnson's office now. Yeah. McCormick seen a, a, is t- told the police that she received, now Sean, this is her story, she received the $1 million bill in the mail from a church, but when asked to provide any other information, was unable to provide additional information about the purported house of worship's uh, money. She couldn't even say what, what religion it came from, but it just came from the church. Look, when gifts come... You just accept yeah. them, no matter where they come from. You just you just take it at face value that it's real. It's a church, Connor. Why would they lie? As detailed in the county sheriff's report, McCormick had a shopping cart full of various items from inside the store, including several gift cards to various businesses. McCormick claimed she was going to use the money to purchase items for care packages to help people who are homeless and in need. So, she was actually... When you think about it, a bit of a saviour, really. In, in, in many ways, yeah. That, like, you, you get this millions of dollars in one convenient bill form, and your first mm. thought is to help others. That's actually quite nice. Now, here's the thing. Linda gets asked oh, what no. the story is, because they've turned up. And Linda, we said she was a principal, but I'll tell you now, she's a snitch. Because when questioned by the deputy, Johnson disavowed knowledge of the $1 million bill immediately and said she was only riding with Miss McCormack to run errands that day and she didn't know what she was doing. Playing dumb, huh? Well, we know better from a principal. (laughs) From the president. Um, Linda B. Johnson. (laughs) 
<laughs> while, the, while the incident was classified by the sheriff's office as fraud by false pretenses, McCormack and Johnson were not arrested. Instead, they were issued verbal no trespass warning, prohibiting them from returning to the Dollar General store. They also stole. They took back. Um, I was going to say stole, but they they confiscated the counterfeit bill and they took it back off them. But Sean, this is one of those stories where I think, when in ever in the whole world would you try to do a counterfeit bill and make one for a million dollars, even if you make ten, like. Even if you make it ten one hundred thousand dollar bills, it's less suspicious. Yeah, I think I think there's a certain level where anyone would know that there's no million dollar bill. Uh, I would like. Is there a thousand dollar bill? Um, I think so. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but I would. Oh, like, but well, actually, is there a thousand dollar euro or thousand dollar euro? There is. I can confidently say there's no thousand. Would you? Okay, euro. right. I don't work with a bank. Okay, let's la di da. They didn't let me on the cash register when I was younger. <laughs> so no, I, I think there's a thousand. There's definitely a five hundred euro because someone tried to get me. To oh, says you. Yeah, no, he, he's after seeing that a few times, oh, Mr. Buddy Bags I'm, himself. I'm doing quite well, Connor. I have a lot of money. <laughs> My birch water business has really taken off. <laughs> yeah. People are all mad, mad at the tree water. Tree, it's, it's a new hip thing. There is a thousand euro note. By God. Jesus. Uh, now, it, it says there is. There's, ish, there's, there's pictures of it. But then... Every other picture is just 500 euro, <laughs> so I'm not actually sure. Yeah, I think that if you were to counterfeit, I feel like doing anything in regards to the million dollars is a poor choice, just due to the fact that, I mean, obviously you're not going to get away with a million dollars. It's never going to work out. Never a chance, no. People know a million dollars is a ridiculous amount of money. So why would you try and convince him that, oh, I just have that and carry it around in one bill? In in one bill? I just, this has a very big stench of Florida woman about it, but it's not Florida woman, which is why it caught my eye. Yeah, I would would expect this of Florida woman. I certainly don't expect this of Miss Johnson. (laughs) She said she didn't know anything about it, Sean. I've never met this woman before, she said. We're just doing errands together. (laughs) <laughs> With million dollars, what can you do? Very expensive errands, very, very expensive taste, you know. That's why they shop at Dollar General. We're, fi- we're finishing off this week um, with Florida Man. Oh. Because of course we are, shot. But Florida Man has actually done something kind of cool this week. I'll be the judge of that. Police try to identify Florida man accused of jumping Daytona Beach Draw Bridge, I should say, as it was closing. What? He's done a lethal weapon. (laughs) He did a lethal weapon. Sorry, not closing, opening, I should say. You don't want the bridge fully closed, good. Bridge opening, bad. But bridge opening, class. Class, because they told the beach police officers are trying to identify a driver accused of jumping a rising drawbridge. Investigators said the driver of a grey crossover vehicle broke down a traffic arm before jumping the main street bridge that crosses over the river. Police said it happened just before 8 o'clock on Monday morning. That's ridiculous. 8 o'clock in the morning and you're at this kind of stuff. What's the rest of that man's day like? 
I mean, he's going. I'm assuming he's late for work. <laughs> he's just anyone going that fast has no time for a ticket, Connor. Yeah, exactly. The, um, the daredevil made the j- dangerous jump, getting the attention of bridge workers who were left having to fix the traffic arms. <laughs> it's it's absolutely against the law. That's why the rails are there, said the Florida Safety Council spokesperson, Bonnie Frank. <laughs> Bonnie Frank. So- Bonnie just, I mean, she has no crack in her. <laughs> Let me be frank with you. Oh, Jesus, here's Bonnie again. <laughs> Uh, um, I found the video, adventurous. by the way. Go on. Okay. And I'm watching it. He's approaching at high speed. There goes high the speed. barrier. <laughs> it <just fucking> disintegrates. <laughs> the bridge is going up. And oh, he got air, man. He got some air. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I mean, who's turning this, who's turning this Florida man in? This is the perfect Venn diagram of Florida man craziness. And fuck, we can't turn him in. He's a legend. Yeah, do you think he like he got some really good news and was just like, I, I'm going to do everything I ever wanted right now? I mean, there is a there is the big question of what happens if it goes wrong, but it didn't go wrong, which is why it's fun. But definitely, somebody's going to try that, and it's not going to end well. Yeah, like the th- also like there's got to be a point like you're coming along and you, you're you're through the barrier, right? And then you've after, already committed. You've already committed. Your windscreen is shattered. Uh, but mm. and you see the bridge going up, like you you decide in that moment, like, I'm going to keep going, I'm going to go faster, yeah. because we've all seen the movie shot, and it works and every just time. Thinking, it works every time for Tom Cruise. It's definitely going to work for me, Florida man. For me in my sensible SUV. <laughs> <laughs> It's the fact that he's in a real shit car. <laughs> like just a little grey car and he's just like, yeah, no, this is the one that I'm going to use. Yeah, this is this is going to get me through it. If I had to pick a vehicle to jump with, this would be it. And the fact that he got away, that they ca- they don't know who he is, Sean, does it make him a bit of like, it makes, it adds a bit of legend to the story. I, yeah, I think if like 20 or 25 years ago, then this would absolutely become like, Oh, do you hear some guy jump the bridge? Uh, mm. Whereas now, like, like, there's evidence and there's cameras and everything like that. And you'll probably now all the talk of the birch water is going to keep people distracted. They're not even going to be thinking about the bridge now, jump. Now, now that world peace has been restored because of the birch water, this one act of chaos could upset the whole balance, Connor. So then <laughs> the media the tries to shut you down. <laughs> you're the guy that's like the worst UN ambassador of all time. You keep going to like all these really small places that are poor. Just like, do we have any birch seeds, lads? Few birch seeds, 20 years, the boys will be living high. <laughs> no, they won't be able to breathe for the amount of water around them. <laughs> it's like, how did you get this job? <laughs> Because it's a nine euro bottle. That's right, nine euro. <laughs> it's one million dollar per bill per per bottle, and it has to come in one bill, not a check, a fucking bill. Fucking bill. I I I burn all the all the seeds off so no one can copy my business. Dude, this might actually be the only week ever that Florida man didn't do something messed up, and in fact did something. I feel like we can't like promote it no we can't condone this it's hard to like 
it's, it's we can't condone it, but also he didn't actually beat up anybody or do anything bad, like outright harm anyone else. He just put himself in a fucked up situation. He put himself in a fucked up situation, and he gave the people working on the bridge that day. They now had an amazing story to tell to like when they got for home. life for life. It's like one day I was just in work. This guy comes speeding along, jumps the bridge like. Yeah. Imagine, how many days would you have that job and just be like, yeah, I'd let some cars through a bridge. But now. But what's the, what's the only logical reason why he would do that? Like, what, actually, the better question is, what's the saddest reason why he's rushing? Uh, girlfriend texts my parents aren't home. Or else it's just like he has to go buy some cucumbers for dinner or something. Quick! I need some lunch supplies. It's like, yeah, because it's half seven or eight in the morning, isn't it? So like, yeah. Oh, it like okay. He's out of cereal. What if he really needs to poop? He he just really needs to poop, and when you get to that moment where he's just like, nah, bridges aren't stopping me. <laughs> bridges aren't stopping me. It's coming. It's coming out one way or another. <laughs> Either I fall off the bridge, or I fall off some other way. But either way, this is getting sorted. <laughs> Sean, I feel like we should end it there. Yeah, leave, us, leave I think him on that's a high. The, that's the right note to leave it on, so I think that's the end of this week's Weird News Wednesday. What a week, Connor. Would you like me to take us out? Yes, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We'll be back Friday with Hero or Zero, Monday with Movie Mondays, next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesdays. Big thank you to everyone who supports us over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. There is a link to that in the description. Uh, big shout out goes out to Waffles Loves You and says protect trans youth, LGBTQIA plus rights are human rights, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe, rate my Hemsworth.com, click rate, click Luke, refresh, repeat, never give up. Hickok didn't. I don't know who Hickok didn't, uh, is, who Hickok is, but that, that's fine, Joe Bernie. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Raymond, I hear you're a racist now, Father King. Uh, Roisin, director of Stabnado, a haunting tale of a father and son and a hug gone wrong, starring Sean Meehan as the Tornado Halley. Ryan Satron paid Evan. The, the breaths are ha- happening much more regularly. It's, it's getting longer and longer, and I like it. <laughs> Ryan Satron paid Evanson, Sean Bone, Jamieson, Dominic, mm-hmm. Josiah, Florida Gal Green, Anna Maureen has the fry on Helmroos, and Nil Dicky, Taskmaster is my dude, McGrew. Thank you all so, so much for your support. Really appreciate it. Really means a lot. Um, if you want to join those fine people over there, head on over to Patreon. You can support us by going to the Spreadshirt store. Get some merch over there. That's linked below. Twitter is at Heroes for Hire Pod. Facebook, it's Detective Development's Discussion Group. And we're on Instagram, Heroes for Hire Podcast. Uh, but the most important thing to do, just tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I have been Connor Lawler. My microphone wasn't recording. Let's do it again. <laughs> 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 it worked <laughs> the fear <laughs> bye guys <laughs>
would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.